listening to The Trailer Blazers on TTBP, The Trailer Blazers Podcast. It's 3 a.m. Apparently this this is br- being brought to you by Solid Snake. It's only 9.18. Oh. Well, never mind. We're here to talk about aliens and the occult and the true Canadian queen, QAnon queen. Oh, that's right, yeah. And if we have some time, we're going to play you some smooth jazz from our friends over across the pond at the British Jazz Festival, which was described in Paste magazine as why does this exist and where's the exit, sir? And oh god, they won't let us leave. We're gonna play music from Hearts of Space. You ever heard that? Yeah. On NPR. Mystery Science Theater did a kind of parody of that back in the day. It was music from some guys in space. Oh. I actually like space music. I'm wearing a Mystery Science Theater shirt. Oh you are. Look at that. Uh, look at that. You guys can't look at that. We 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 are, you know, we keep talking about wanting to uh do like a YouTube version, like a filmed version of this podcast. Yeah. When when we going to get? <laughs> when we going to get some when video we... content? We'll put it on Patreon first. It'll have to be after Dragon Con. Yeah. You know that? Everything before Dragon Con is difficult. It is. Plus I don't I just want to be bandwidth anyway. Yeah. I got so many kids. Have you I got so many kids. He's got like 14 of them. I mean, there's like a million. <laughs> I like the Duggars. Uh, Aaron started watching that uh, that tra- that uh, documentary on the Duggars. What's it called? Like Shiny Happy People. Yeah. And she, we were supposed to watch it together. And she's like, "Be glad that we didn't watch it together because it would just make you like sad." Well, maybe Aaron should come and do what she done watched. Maybe she should. She's never been a guest on the show. She should be. She's like a real podcast person. <laughs> she's not a hobby podcast. She's a job podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, welcome to the Trelura Blazures. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, joined by the illustrious Nick Kelly. Yo. The other one. And uh, we're going to talk about some stuff. we got some stuff to talk about, okay? So we're going to start with what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. So Jess and I saw The Flash last weekend. Yeah, what'd you think? Two weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was two weeks. Yeah. There will be a, a full... Spoiler Blazers uh, review on the Patreon. Nice. Uh, by Monday, I, I will do it this weekend. I was I wanted to have it up this week, but the last weekend made it impossible for me to do anything. Um, so I, I actually will say, you know, it was better than I expected, but I had extremely low expectations. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl was the best part. Oh. So cool. She Didn't was, they have like a nice take on her or something like that? Yeah, she was really cool. Uh, I feel like she won't be used again, which makes it kind of a waste. Uh, unless she gets cast in the James Gunn, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow or whatever that movie is they're making. If they if they cast her again, that's a good choice. She was great. So, but if you want to hear my full thoughts on it, Patreon. Uh, and then still watching Secret Invasion. So I think last time we said that we were a little c- cool on the first episode. But then in, in the interim, because we took last week off and we'll be taking next week off. So it's get two episodes basically in July and then none in August. But then you'll get Patreon content. Um, I thought the second episode was really good. Like especially yeah. acting wise. Like they yeah, dialed it up. Oh yeah, and then I didn't like the third episode really again. Oh, I haven't seen the. Th- I'm I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. I felt like it was like the first one. Ah, <sighs> dang it! Yeah, so this one's like off and on for me, but also it's based on a Brian Michael Bendis comic, and I just don't like his writing. Uh, even though it's very loosely based, but yeah. The source material ain't ain't great, maybe. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Loki. Yeah. Oh, and then we're both still watching Strange New Worlds. That's one of the best shows out there. It's perfect. I have no notes. No notes. So, Sheila, uh, one of our patrons, uh, requested that we, in the space of August, where we have to fill Patreon episodes because they're paying us and we're not going to leave 
Patreons dry that we should just make some Strange New Worlds recap episodes. And I was like, that's perfect because we can talk about it for a couple hours and then I can chop it into by episode and then we'll have some Patreon episodes. So I think I'm going to take her up on that suggestion, especially because she's paying <laughs> to hear it. And also, I, I, I like to talk about Strange New Worlds. I do too. So that'll too. be that'll be some Patreon stuff coming up. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. I'm gonna watch uh, the latest episode of that tonight because I missed it last night. So I went to bed early. There was a, a tone. In, it was a great episode. There's a tone in it though that really upsets dogs. <laughs> so I had to put the subtitles on, and every time the tone started, I had to mute the TV. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I will say the last episode. Um, made me really like the actor they chose for Kirk. Uh-huh. Thought he was, thought he was great. Yeah, he was good. He, I like Laan, too. And yeah, uh, too. this was another Laan heavy episode, the one from yeah. this week. And then I was watching it, and I, I, it occurred to me that Dr. Mbenga is Jameis from Dune. And I, it just clicked in my head, and I was like, oh, he that's Jameis from Dune. Yeah. I I uh, when you t- I was like, oh my gosh, mind blown. Unless, maybe I I noticed him in a video, and and noticed he was in Benga from Star Trek. It might have been the other way around, but regardless, could be. I'm still thinking about those the clothes that they wore two episodes ago when they were the first episode when they're on that planet. Yeah, the future clothes they wear and that looked like a, f- a future fantasy raiding party. I'm well, like, gosh, so I got good news for you because there's more cool ground party clothes in this episode. Ah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful news. Well, I have also watched, uh, obviously, Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds and um, and uh, what's it called? Voyager. Secret Invasion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I watched Star Trek Voyager. I've been watching that. Um, so that's fun. Um, although it's, it's like the most um, f- science fantasy, I think, of all the Star Wars that I've seen because the stuff they do with time really doesn't make any sense. Um, with causation and whatnot, like it's, they do whatever they want in Pretty that much, show. Yeah. I mean, just they, they do a lot of subspace too. Like you, you need something magical to happen, subspace. You just gotta wait. It starts to get great in season four because it's basically oh, really? there's two different voyagers. There's pre seven of nine, and then there's post seven of nine. Yeah, yeah. And seven of nine is the real show. Oh yeah, I believe that. So, but I'm I'm enjoying going through that. Uh, I finished Polite Society. Yeah, how was it? How was and it? it's um, it's like a kind of a lower budget version of, like I said previously, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World and Get Out. Okay. And I stick by that. That's that's basically what it is. It's like a low budget version, so it doesn't do it doesn't do it as well as either of those. Um, but you know, it's a little fun little watch. Um, so it was fine. Um, I started watching Star Wars Visions season two. I keep forgetting to start. I need to make like a list of things so I don't forget. I had to do that. I actually had to do that. Um, it is so good. Yeah, so of course it is. good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So highly recommend that. I need to finish it. Uh, I started watching The Witcher three. Man, I'm just kind of slogging through that one, bud. Like I'm taking it like on my lunch breaks, yeah. trying to watch it. It's just, it's not great. No, I'm. I'm I'm not excited about it. Like I want to get Netflix soon, but I I want to get it because I want to watch. I think you should leave, not because yeah. I want to watch The Witcher. Yeah, there's just nothing about. Like I don't care about the characters. Like I just don't care. I don't care if it, it doesn't even feel like The Witcher. Yeah, it's I don't know. Netflix often kills things. They do. They do. Why do they do it? I don't know. Their methods are unsound. Business people, that's why. Yeah, business people. Because when they first started making their own content, they had the right idea. They're like, yeah, just make it however you want to make it. Yep. And and then they made that show with uh, Problematic Guy. House of Cards. House of Cards. Yeah. And uh, and and everybody loved it because they're like they're just letting them do. But then they had they're like now nah, we're we got we're putting a lot of money in this. We got to dip our little hot dog fingers into the bowl. Every time something becomes extremely successful, it gets bad. Like Netflix and every other company. Yeah. Stores. Everything. Yeah. Like even like a lot some of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Some of the Marvel stuff. Um. Speaking of uh, of Marvel, um, let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about some new news. All right. 
This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. All right, so Marvel is owned by Disney. Correct. Also, the Indiana Jones franchise is owned by Disney. That is also true. And the Indiana Jones movie is not doing well. Nope. Uh, in theaters. It's it's kind of bombing a little bit because it cost $295 million to make. Mm-hmm. Um, there is rumor that Kathleen Kennedy is, is on the way out for Lucasfilm. Probably should happen. Probably should happen. Yeah, I think it's probably time. Um, let's let the Holy Trinity take over. Yep. And uh, nobody is sad about this, right? Correct. So, I'm hoping the rumors are true. Actually, I, I'm not a I'm not a Kathleen Kennedy hater, but I ain't gonna shed a tear when she go. I don't hate her. I just think she's bad at her job. Yeah, yeah. She's not a night pro mutter. No, but she's not good at her job. Yeah. You know. So, um, so that's uh, just kind of a rumor. Now, the actual piece of news that we have here is that. Um, Joseph Kaczynski is teaming up with Tom Cruise once again. Now let's let's pour the giant uh, Costco container of salt on this because the source of yes. this is from giant freaking robot. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely true. I mean, that disclaimer needs to be said at the get-go. Uh, but they, it looks like they might be making Days of Thunder too. Well, if Kaczynski does it, it will have a singular tone-setting moment that makes it great. Like all of his other movies. So, I don't know. Are they going to do NASCAR again? Because NASCAR, I mean, I know it's really popular, but like, I'd rather them do some other kind of racing. I don't know. I never saw Days of Thunder. You know, I've only seen part of it. I've never seen the whole thing. Uh, you know, my, oh, Holland asked me yesterday. She goes, Dad, will you take me to, can we both of us go see the car movie? And she's talking about Gran Turismo. And I was like, oh, yes, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that looks fun. I think the trailers yeah. for that look fun. Yeah, we're, so we're going to go see that in the theater. Good. Um, for sure. Did you, have any, did, you, did you pick up any other news? Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, some stuff for Deadpool 3 oh, is yeah, coming yeah. out. So apparently they confirmed that Wolverine does have a costume, like the red and blue, or I mean not, the yellow and blue costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like the brown and yellow Wolverine costume. The myself. brown and orange? Yeah, the, that one I like. That's my favorite. But I'll take I'll take what I can get as far as Wolverine suits <laughs> since he's never had one yeah. in the movie. And then yeah. also uh, Jennifer Garner is going to be in it as Elektra because they're doing like TVA variants and stuff like that. Okay. In different universes. I, I, and the uh, also I heard that uh, Ben Affleck is going to be Daredevil. Yeah, uh, there's a picture of him uh, on the set with Ryan Reynolds, so that's probably true. Okay. Well, that's going to be fun, I think. Yeah, I can't wait. And also, they were filming a chase scene in the woods with TVA agents. So Okay. Interesting. Yep. In the comics, yeah. the TVA people look like Judge Dredd. Oh, really? Yeah. They look pretty different. Uh, is it a spoiler to talk about uh, the TVA in Star Trek? Uh, I don't think so. There's a time travel episode that has like a time cop in it. Yeah. See, like it's basically a TVA agent. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, from the future. Yeah. All right, well, that does it for all the new news that we got here. And that brings us to the question towns. The questions times. This question time is inspired by the uh, dual marketing of Barbie and Oppenheimer, or uh, Barbenheimer, as people are calling it. <laughs> uh, people are making like mashups and Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig were posting pic- pictures of their Oppenheimer tickets and stuff. Uh, yeah. So the question is, if you could mash two movies together that don't go together, like Barbie and Oppenheimer, what would they be? And so my my answer is Dune, and then the Ernest movies. Like I want to see Ernest goes to Arrakis, and he gets like. <laughs> he gets he's like getting dragged along by everyone like he's he's in the trade he's house guard accidentally and then the the harkonnens attack and then he ends up with paul and the fremen and then stuff like that like he gets it stuck to the side of the worm when paul's riding it and stuff like that you know i just want to hear i know jim varney's dead but uh if disney does it they'll just bring him back with cgi and ai and stuff yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay, now tell me what the Vern scene would be. 
Uh, first of all, before while you're thinking about it, the Vern scene in Ernest Saves Christmas is the best Vern scene of all time. Which one is that? The one where he's like, he comes to Vern's house and he's like pulling the wire out of the wall and it's like, it's like ripping the whole wall. God, it's, it's like, and then he, he takes the punch, the whole punch bowl and drinks out of it. He goes, superb. Oh, party punch. I think it would be the part where one like where where the Duke is being interrogated by uh Baron Harkonnen, maybe. Something like that. Cause I want some of the fancy people to be there. Oh man, that'd be such a fun Maybe maybe AI in the future will will make this for you. Ernest goes to Arrakis. Ernest goes to Arrakis. Okay, so I said Shawshank Redemption and Legally Blonde. Perfect. She's his lawyer. She's his lawyer, but she's it's like a 1930s version of Reese Witherspoon. So yep, she comes into the jail, you know, every so often to to meet with her client, and uh, she has a but you know she has a dog. Um, she probably needs like what's like a 1930s dog. Well, you just take a regular dog and you put like a little newsboy cap on him. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, like, when he crawls through the river, river of filth and comes out clean on the other side, she's, like, waiting there. Yep. Or maybe she... Or by the tree. She's by that tree, and she, like, picks him up by the tree. Yep. And, and, like, a pink uh, Cadillac convertible. Perfect. Yeah. So... But uh, if you could mash up two movies uh, together that don't go together, what would they be? Write into us. Let us know. Um, speaking of, uh, when you tell people how to get in touch with us later in the show, should we add threads? The new threads... Do we have that? App. Well, if you have a if you have an Instagram account, you can you can make a f- thread. I don't know what that is, um, so I guess we can, and then I'd have to figure out what it is. I've only heard of this today, and uh, I only have a rudimentary understanding of what it is. Yeah, so it's a Twitter clone that is owned by. It's like Instagram, so. You can automatically just have all your followers, and you can follow all the same people that you do on Instagram, but it's like a Twitter client. Okay. Well, maybe we'll do that then. Maybe, maybe so. All right. Let's talk about these these here. New, new. New, new. New, 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 new. New, new. Trailers. Folks, we have an Adelaide. Yeah. It's not a heavy, like, not a lot of stuff coming out right now, so. Nah. Not, not, nothing worth Nothing worth doing. There's a couple things worth doing. The first one's definitely worth doing, buddy. And it's the trailer number two for Dune Part 2. Yeah. So we had a teaser for Dune Part 2. This is the full trailer, basically, for Dune. And uh, the plot of Dune Part 2 is Paul Atreides unites with Chani and the Fremen while seeking revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family. So, you know, the, the Padishah Emperor and the Harkonnens and the the team up against the atreides uh they're turning on him so paul is uniting the fremen into a giant arrakis army and uh he will spread his uh war across the stars as so says the prophecy so says the prophecy so we've got um who's the harkonnen champion it's a uh, fade rautha played by fade. uh austin butler Ralph. They yeah. got him really weird looking. Yeah, he looks like Matt Smith. Oh, my God, it does. They got him, he's like bald and white, kind of like Dave Bautista was in the first one. Uh, but mm-hmm. he does have like a Matt Smith kind of quality to him. And then the scenes with them fighting in the... Because there's an arena on the Harkonnen world. And then like Fade Routha fights and murders people in this arena. But like the scenes there in black and white. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, it is interesting. It's I guess they must be in the past or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of interested in the the Fremen battle suits. Yeah. Like the one that Cheney's wearing. Yeah, it's I kind of awesome. want. Yeah, I kind of wonder if I should make that. You know. Yeah. Uh, we got we got worm riding going on in this. We got worm riding. We got walking, talking. Yeah. He's like, your this, father this tri- was a weak man. <laughs> We made a deal with the Hawkins. The you know who's not in this is um, Black Widow's sister. 
Yeah, she is. She's. Oh, uh, she's in it. Yeah, she's wearing like a, like a hood, and oh. she's talking to Christopher Walken. She's only okay, in one shot, it. but yeah, one shot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't even rec. Okay, there. I, I, I'm looking back. Yeah, at I'm it. looking at it too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, she also has like a chainmail thing on at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah. I I hope she does narration like the books have. I think she will. You don't get Florence Pugh and then not use that great voice of hers. She does have that great voice. Yeah. Uh, you know, she she can narrate just about anything. Yeah, I like her. I like her voice. Yeah, I do too. So we're super hyped for this still, yep. and I uh, can't wait. Long um, live the fighters, Ben. Long live the fighters and uh, Mwadib. Mwadib. Uh, and then we have a trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's, a real trailer. Yeah, so the plot of this is a troubled security guard begins work at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night on the job, he realizes that the night shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to get through. Pretty soon he will unveil what actually happened at Freddy's. So, I know we made fun of this a lot for the teaser trailer, but this trailer was actually pretty good. It was. And it made me want to watch the movie. <laughs> me a guy who doesn't even like horror movies is like i think i kind of want to see this yeah like it looks like it looks fun i mean five nights at freddy's was so popular that it super oversaturated the internet when it was at its heyday yeah uh so it kind of got annoying but this still i just think it looks good Um, yeah i really want to see how it stacks up to the Nicolas cage classic willie's wonderland yeah Uh, because it's literally the same exact concept because Willy's Wonderland ripped off Five Nights at Freddy's game. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> they just got to it first. Yeah, they got to it first. Uh so, but I want to watch this. It stars Peta from Hung- Hunger Games. Yeah. And he's a good little actor, you know. Uh Matthew Lillard's in it. Oh, Matthew Lillard's in it. Yep. How about that? So, I don't this is not something I'd like pay to see, but if it comes out on like HBO Max, or excuse me, Max. Then I'll I'll probably oh, yeah. check it out. Yeah, I will watch it, it but probably yeah, on streaming. Yeah. Uh, next, we have a trailer for Retribution. Okay, this is a bank executive receives a bomb threat while driving his children to school that his car will explode if they stop and get out. So this is a combination of phone booth, speed, and taken because we got yep. Liam Neeson, and he's Liam Neeson. But he can't get out of the car, so it's like speed. And then also, like, there's an assassin talking to him the whole time and going to kill him and controlling what he does, like phone booth. So I I guarantee you that that was the pitch meeting for this. <laughs> like, what if we took phone booth and put it in a car? And then they were like, yeah, I'll just order lunch. Start writing it. I don't care. <laughs> and the writers were like, I'm going to go on strike after this. <laughs> so we're going to write this real quick, and then we're going to go on strike. Yeah, this is just, it looks pretty bad. This is like a straight-to-DVD movie, it looks like. It, it isn't, is though, but that. that's what it looks like. It looks like it's going to. I, I bet it goes, I bet that's the way it goes. Yeah, pretty much. Is it going to be better or worse than the Ice Road Trucker movie he made? Because we never saw that. That's true. That one at least had Amber Midthunder in it. Oh, damn, is that right? Yeah, so it had that. This just has Liam Neeson and... Matthew Modine. Don't know who they are. A couple of people I haven't heard of. Yeah. Okay, that's probably low budge. Yeah. And his and does his accent slip out quite a bit in this movie? Guarantee it does. Yeah, he can only do the one voice. <laughs> He's only got the one, guys. I also can't picture Liam Neeson as a guy named Matt. No, he's he does not. He's he does not, not strike Matt. me as a Matt. No. He's not a Matt. Matt. I am Matt. Oh, I'm Matt. Sure you are, buddy. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, that's a thing that's coming out. Yeah. All right, next up, we have a trailer for Apocalypse Clown, and this is a thing that people used actual real money to make. The plot is when a mysterious technological blackout plunges Ireland into anarchy and chaos, a group of failed washed-up clowns are forced to traverse the country for one last shot at their dreams. So I assumed that this was a horror movie when I put it on here about some sort of nightmare clowns. And while that is true, they are nightmare clowns, and it is horrifying. It, it appears to be some sort of apocalypse comedy where the clowns are traveling together for some, trying to win back this woman. 
uh, played by Amy DeBrun. Uh, it was it's not good looking. It doesn't look good. It looks like it's trying to be funny, and maybe there's a couple of funny parts, but you just go, why was this made? Like, was somebody passionate about this? Like you said, we have to make this. Like this, I read the script, have to make this. I don't, yeah, sometimes like, sometimes I can see the wheels turning and why this would appeal to other people, even if I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm, I'm not seeing that here. It just seems weird and unpleasant. Do you think the title is, like, supposed to sound like Apocalypse Now? Oh, maybe it is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's like a Heart of Darkness, but clowns. What is that? Is there is there a sh- is Watership Down? Is that is that a movie? Yeah, but that's about rabbits. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, movies that have down as the second word. Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Po- uh, clown Hawk Down. I don't, th- why are we even doing this? This is so stupid. Let's just move on. This. I'll tell you what. If you watch this trailer and go, yeah, this is for me. Gotta see this one. Let us know because we don't know the type of people, those type of people. We exist. don't get it. We're confused. I'm confused here, guys. So anyway, it's a thing. All right. Next up, we got a trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon. This is the second trailer. Yep. Members of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover, once played by Leonardo DiCaprio in the Clint Eastwood film Hoover, now in pursuit of DiCaprio. Perhaps. I don't know what the movie is. This is a Scorsese flick. Yeah. It's uh, Scorsese's... Real good at period pieces based on Gangs of New York, as long as Cameron Diaz isn't in it. But uh, Brendan Fraser is, so that's good. And, Jesse Plemons is. Yeah, Jesse Plemons, who's great. Uh, He's great. DiCaprio is kind of always the same lately. I'm a little, yeah, yeah I'm a little, I'm a little tired of his shtick lately. But uh, De Niro's in it. He's cool. Yeah. The performances look good every, yeah. from everybody. Like, literally everybody in the trailer is great. Performances look good. The visuals look good. The yeah. story is interesting. Uh, yep. Uh, he actually, like, took a lot of input from the Osage, Osage Nation uh, to the point where, like, the tribal elders are happy with the movie, which is good. Um, I'll definitely watch this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Scorsese movies are mostly well made like, I, th- I don't like Wolf of Wall Street I think that was I think that was just a rock and roll movie about Wall Street which I don't care about but most of his mm. movies are good um, his last made for TV movie ta- was it Taxi the Taxi something Taxi no Taxi Driver is one of his old movies you're thinking of The Irishman The Irishman that's it um that was really good, so I'm sure this is, you know, this is coming out on Apple TV Plus, so I'm sure this is good. Yep. I'll watch it. I mean, Scorsese's Scorsese. He's great. Yeah. I, yeah. He's a, he's one of those guys that complains about Marvel. Like Marvel and comic book movies, but I also feel like in terms of those guys, he was the least egregious to me. Hmm. Because he just said they were like roller coasters, which I kind of agree with. Uh, Whereas like Someone. Francis Ford Coppola was way worse, and and I'm like, buddy, you haven't made a good movie since 1992. <laughs> so why don't you eat that? Yeah, Coppola's not Francis Ford Coppola is not. I don't respect him enough to take guff from him, but Scorsese, I do. Yeah, go back to your wines, Mr. Coppola. Yeah, go back. Let your daughter make movies. She's way better. <laughs> show. Okay, so next up we have a trailer for The Nun 2. I didn't know there was a first one. Yep, it's a, con- a Conjuring spinoff. Uh, oh, it is? Okay. 1956, France. A priest is murdered and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face-to-face with Valak, the demon nun. So this stars Vera Farmiga's sister, who looks just like her. And Vera Farmiga is the main character of... The Conjuring. So it's kind of funny that you would cast someone who looks exactly like one of your other protagonists in the same <laughs> universe if they're not related. Huh. Um, 
Also, she was in the Bling Ring, but that's the only other thing I've seen with her in it. Oh man, I kind of want to watch the Bling Ring again. That's great. Yes, Sofia Coppola, good stuff. Oh, oh, she directed that. Yep, yep. Oh man, she's great, isn't she? Yeah, I love her. Uh, she's one of those people that's really good at tone, like Kaczynski. Like oh, you can take yeah, something absolutely. like the Bling Ring, which shouldn't be interesting, and then oh make no, it good. Tone. That's exactly right, though. Yep. Tone. Okay. So, so is this something you're going to see, The Nun Two? Well, I haven't seen the first one. I like the main Conjuring movies. I haven't watched many of the spinoffs. Okay. Uh, except for the th- the third Conjuring was disappointing, but the first two I thought were really good. But I, I, I'll watch them because these are just like kind of dumb PG thirteen horror movies that are fun to watch around Halloween. So. They're just dumb. These are just dumb. I will. I'll miss these, but as we know, I don't really watch horror, so yeah, not even PG thirteen horror. You won't be movies. missing out on much, I'm sure. No, I'll be fine. I've got a long list of stuff to watch anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we have a trailer for Corner Office. Yeah. The plot of this is Orson, a compulsive bureaucrat, discovers a secret room, and that's all it says. Uh, this stars John Hamm and Danny Pudi from Community. Uh, it And I'm pretty sure this would not exist without Severance existing. Because this is trying to mimic the tone of Severance, I feel. It, it is very similar. And it's like, this is John Hamm in the room of requirement in the Severance office. Yes, that is, seems to be what's going on. Uh, Danny Pudi's hair and his mutton chops makes him look like Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Uh, not a bad look for him, uh, since I'm used to him with just short hair. I don't know. This is a weird one. They didn't really give too much away. I don't know that this will ever pop up somewhere. I would be interested to watch it, like, because I really think Severance is excellent, and this is kind of like that, but it probably won't be as good. It might never come out, though. Why, why would it not ever come out? Well, I don't know. A lot of movies never come out. We say that all the time. Uh, is this not Apple? I thought this was Apple. Is it? No, I don't think so. Severance is Apple. Oh, maybe I just like made that connection in my mind. Like this is an app. Like this is something that Apple made. Uh, so my note confused you. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I you did Inception on me. I really thought this was coming out on Apple TV Plus. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it looks good. Yeah, me. I think it looks good. Uh, it. It's a movie? It's not a TV show? Yeah, it's a movie. Oh, it's got okay. a Tribeca thing on the film poster. So it might be on HBO then, or something. Yeah. That seems like the natural space for it to come out on. Yeah. Unless Apple says, hey, we want this. This is our genre. <laughs> we do this well. Yeah. Um, Alright, so that's uh, that's a thing coming out. And then last thing we have on the list here, something that old Nick Kelly's going to be real excited about. Uh, and that's Futurama. So they're bringing back Futurama again. Uh, every few years when humanity needs it most, Futurama returns to make fun of whatever happened in the past few years in a very, very, very well-written way. Futurama is, is, is one of the best things ever. I'm just so excited because, like, every time I think it's over, I'm like, it's too soon. I wasn't ready for it to be gone. And that's, like, granted, it's been 10 years since they made any new ones. You know, did you know that Futurama, they created a new mathematical theorem, the writers of Futurama did, for for an episode of Futurama? And it's, like, a real theorem now? I did not know. It's called the It's called the Futurama Theorem. And it's a real-life mathematical theorem. Who ho- from one of the writers who has a PhD in applied mathematics, and it was purely for use in a season six episode where they were trying to figure out how many mind switches you could like. It was like how to switch people's mind back if they could only switch back to someone they haven't switched with before. I'm not smart enough to even explain it, but they came up with a theorem, and, and uh, it's called the Futurama theorem, and it's ridiculous and great. <laughs> That's fantastic. But I, I, if I don't play D and D really, I have played it. But if I did play it, I would want to play 
like a sci-fi kind of Futurama one where I could make a character like Fry who's kind of dumb but exists in the future. So therefore, my own dumbness could be used in in the storytelling and it would be very good that way, I think. A dumb dude like you. Yeah. I think I've only seen like two episodes of Futurama like total. You're not living your best life. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, I mean, if I wanted to go through it all, there's like a lot of it in there. There's a lot, yeah, and yeah. it's really good. Um, okay, cool. Well, I'm glad this is. I'm really happy that this is coming out for you. Me too. Yeah. You know, comes out July 24th on Hulu. There's a lot coming out this month because the end of this month we got we got Futurama, we got um, Barbie, Barbie, Oppenheimer. Yep. Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. Twenty seventh, I think. Yep. Someone else. Someone else. Is is uh is Gran Turismo coming out this month? I th- it maybe either this month or next month. Yeah, I think it is. So a lot of uh, summer blockbusting stuff coming out. Blockbusters. All right. Well, that does it for the new new trailers, folks, and that brings us to the patron selects. The patron selects. Yep. So we got one from Kevin called Flight, and it was made in Unreal. Five, the new one. The plot is, it just says, Flight is the directorial debut of Oscar-winning VFX supervisor and Framestone's chief creative officer, Tim Weber. The futuristic short film explores the nascent and underground practice of memory visualization. So, it's, uh... There's, like, performances from actors mixed with CGI created in Unreal that you can't sometimes you can't tell what cgi and what isn't because it's really really ridiculously good because unreal 5 is insane yeah it's it is tough to tell the difference sometimes in this sometimes you're like okay i i can tell and yeah. So, yeah you're right sometimes it's just like oh uh, this is like the very much the blending of movie and video game together i feel like yeah definitely that's yeah it's like uh those uh the blizzard cutscenes that are extremely realistic and yeah. it's like well why don't you make something like this well they're i guess making something yeah this is a short film though yeah i guess it it probably takes too long to make something like this that looks this realistic yeah maybe Otherwise. so yeah so yeah unreal unreal 5 is insane man no doubt yeah i can't wait to see some stuff they're gonna make with that this feels like if it's a short movie is it gonna come out like on youtube or something or Unreal's I imagine. I imagine it will. Or Unreal's website like or something. Like that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, Kev, let us know, Kevin. We want to see this. Yeah, I, it gives me hope for the future of video games. Yeah. Uh, I want to see the hoverboard hoverboard action, man. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, all right. So that's uh, the only patron selects we got. But then we did get a few trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, so this was kind of a secret questions time because we asked it in the non-question time section and also I forgot to post it on Instagram. My bad. Uh, so I, I asked, or we asked last week what your favorite candy was and both of the answers we got this week are the same. <laughs> are the same. Really? Josh said, it's still probably bottle caps. Other favorite is dots, but only if they've been refrigerated a bit. And he said that in a group chat I'm in and then everyone kind of agreed that refrigerated dots sounds good. I don't know what bottle caps are, and I barely know what dots are. I mean, I know what dots are, but I haven't tasted a dot in probably 30 years. Bottle caps are like sweet tarts, kind of. I don't, personally, I don't I don't eat that kind of candy. I only really like chocolate. Yeah, yeah I don't eat non-chocolate candy. Yeah, so it's, it's not my favorite, but uh, Josh and, and Kevin like it. Hmm. Because what does Kevin say here? He says, if, if anyone wanted me dead, the most efficient way would be to put a box of a bo- put a pallet of bottle caps in front of my door. By the next morning, I will have died. <laughs> yeah, I would say that uh, with peanut butter M and M's, if I had a garbage bag of them, I would eat the whole thing and die. And Kevin said he's the same way with battle, bottle caps. Uh, peanut butter M and M's are so good, dude. Yeah, no, M and M's are good. Dark chocolate M and M's are so yeah, good. I just like them. Uh, Peanut butter M&M's are dangerous, though, because I always get the bags for when I go see movies, and then I eat the whole bag, and it's like, oops. Oof. But, and and it, it, you talk about feeling nasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, not good after that. No. Um, all right, well, I want an, exp- an explanation of these bottle caps. I don't I don't know that I've ever even had one. 
You'll have to get one. You know, I used to like back in the day, not talking about non-chocolate candy. Uh, back in the day, I did used to like uh, Airheads. They're out of control, I'm told. Are they? That's their, That's their like slogan. Slogan. Airheads, they're out of control. They're out of control. Well, I used to love those. Whenever you go to Kevin and Jen's house, they have a, a like a bowl of candy in the living room, and it's always different because she refreshes it. And sometimes there's Airheads in there. And one time there was peanut butter M&M's, and I was like, I'm going to eat this whole thing. Wow. And I did. <laughs> bowls, bowls, all types of bowls. Bowls, bowls, all types of bowls. Chips and mix and seashell bowls. So, if anybody wants to answer this week's question times or explain bottle caps to us, how do they get in touch? Well, they can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast, uh, where this week I promise I'll remember to post the questions times. And uh, they can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Apparently, they can follow us on threads, whatever that is, at Trailer Blazers Podcast and at Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. If they really want to be supportive, they can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash trailerblazers. Looking forward to a Flash review coming out in the next couple days on there. And then if I can get to see Indiana Jones, I'll do that. And then I have a couple more things. We will do the Strange New Worlds uh, episodes because I think that's a good one to do uh, for August when we're not posting regularly because can, we can record it all in one go and then I can set up episodes to post. So, And then I'm still working on another uh, of the Rift Tracks type things. Uh, it's about geography, and it's pretty funny so far. But I, there's sections when I make those where I can see a joke in there, and I just need to think about it for a couple of days, and then I think of a better joke. So should be better for it. So uh, You can also leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, which is a really good way for the show to gain traction. If you do that quick, Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, but I'll tell you what happens now now. If you live in that five-star rating... We're going to build a secret room in my double wide. And you might say, well, there's not a whole lot of space in the double wide. Quick, Mickey, to build that, and it might be obvious how you're going to keep it a secret. Billy, don't doubt the abilities that I have and my architectural skills, but you didn't know I had some of those. Well, maybe I do. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. I like to keep you guessing. I'm a man of mystery. Which is why I need a secret room, a room of requirement in my neighborhood wide, okay? And uh, you gotta have five-star rating for that, Billy. Um, so if you listen, if you're gonna undertake such an endeavor, you might wanna hire a structural engineer first. That is a ship. Thank you, Quick Mickey, effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the trailer blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I am an apocalypse clown. Happy trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a tasty bottle cap. The tastiest bottle cap. Happy trailsers. And welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion of the Shar of the Shar. We have been playing video games. You've still been playing Midnight Suns. Yep, I'm progressing the story slowly because I I'm trying to savor it. So I do every single side mission that I can. Yeah. There's pretty much infinite side missions because it just spawns them for you. Oh, cool. And then I just am like, well, I'm going to take these three heroes and see what I can do with them. And it's just fun. So oh, that's I, cool. I think it's one of the best one of the best games I've played in a long, long time. Because you can use different characters on missions, it, it keeps it fresh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I try different combos because people work good yeah. together. Yeah. Like, if you put the three X-Men characters together like magic wolverine and storm they're like unstoppable because they work together as a team oh cool so they complement each other 
I've been trying some stuff like that in Marvel Snap, like different combos. And I actually yeah. made I made a team that I'd never seen before. So I use Shuri with Captain Marvel, and it basically doubles Captain Marvel, her her like strength or whatever. And she and then she, at the end of the game, she'll fly to wherever will win the game for you. And like I've never seen anybody do that. And I was like, oh, I made up a move. Well, at least I've never seen it. Excellent. Yeah. But Captain also, Marvel's I, in Midnight Suns too. Oh, she is. Yep. I gotta play this game. I love it's strategy. So Ugh. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake still. I'm, dude. I'm like, I've got like 15 hours in that game, and I don't even feel like I'm close to the end. So I don't know how many hours it is, but it's it's a lot. Well, I know you were playing Duolingo with Jess. Me and Jess are, are like. Doing... Jess gave me a power up that was to 30 minutes of of double XP. There you go. So I'm actually in, so I'm in the Ruby League now, but I'm in second place. I'm not in first. I've been coming in first, you know. I've been like kind of proud about that. And then yeah. this girl that's learning French, she's about 400 points ahead of me. And I'm like, I've got like another. I got like one more day. I got to dig in and beat this chick, you know. Jess is doing Japanese, and she already knows a lot. So she was like, I've been skipping through till I get to somewhere where I don't know everything. And I was like, Ooh, look at you! <laughs> she has a bunch of perfect lessons. Yeah, she already knows a lot of yeah. it. I just hit a hundred perfect lessons the other day because I got a. I, I I didn't even know I did it, but I got a high five or something from Jess, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" She like celebrated it because it gives you little prompts to celebrate things that other people did, which I really like. There's a nice community app. This is it's one of the best apps, dude. Like I love it. So anyway, I'm I'm doing pretty good in Italian. Italian's got they, like verb conjugation and stuff's kind of tough uh, in Italian. There's there's a Get couple good. of huh. Get good. I need, I need to get good. I got to put in the work, man. Um, also, I got back on my Microsoft Flight Simulator because I updated it and I flew around like uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And there's like interactive music with it. So like when you get close, it starts to like crescendo the music and stuff. I was like, this is this is pretty sweet. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Because uh, it was like one of those little bush flights where they're like, let's take you on this cool place. Um, and Did you then, get the Ornithopter yet? Um, no, it is. I don't think it comes out till later this year, I think. Okay. Um, but I did fly over Marseille, France, where, which is one of the cities we went when my wife and I had our cruise, our uh, anniversary cruise. Yeah. And, uh, flying over Marseille, France was, uh, I mean, just a delight. I was, it was, it brought back a lot of memories. It was so much fun. Um, so Microsoft flight Simulator was great for that, for just kind of a chill, chill flying around. It's great. Right on. Right on my prone. Um, okay. So we have one, I don't know if we have any news. Oh, there is a little bit of news. Um, so there's like a lot of hubbub about um, Microsoft only releasing Bethesda games on uh, Microsoft platforms. Uh-huh. And so I think Starfield's coming out on everything, but the next Elder Scrolls, I think, is going to be Xbox exclusive. Well, I'm pretty sure that's why they bought Bethesda, so they could do that. And I don't know why anyone is surprised. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. So I, as long as I can play it on PC, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm probably gonna have to update my PC here in a, in a, in a bit, though. I've got I, I'll if I don't spend the money on the Starion, then I'll take some of this money I've been saving and maybe upgrade my PC. There you go. You know you're gonna spend it on the Starion. Yeah, I'm probably gonna spend it on the Starion. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we do have one one trailer here for Blade Runner 2033 Labyrinth. Yeah. So this is a game. Uh, this is a very teasery. Cine- here. Yeah, cinematic teasery trailer. Yeah, and and this game is from uh, uh, Annapurna, who made Donut County, which is a game I love, and Journey. And oh, they made good, Journey. Okay. Yeah, good tone games, which is what Blade Runner needs. So, whatever this uh, is, I'm interested. I love Blade Runner. Yeah, That's I do I too. To say. If this if this takes me into that world and has a really good tone and makes me kind of feel like I'm in that world with like good music and sound effects and, and lighting and like which it looks like it has all those pieces yep. of the puzzle, this could be really good. I hope so. So this is coming out for Blade uh, this is coming out for Blade Runner. It's coming out for yep. PC and console. I don't know when though. I don't think it had a release date. I uh, did not, but some of the comments on YouTube are, I agree with. Uh, usually I don't look at the comments, but I happened to catch the first couple. 
And this guy says, Annapurna's the A24 of video games. They always pick the best indie studios as well as creating fresh concepts, so this is good. And then this guy said, make it philosophically deep, brutally neo-dark, and immensely detailed, and you've got the crowd. That's true. I think that's true, yeah. So hopefully they do that. Um, somebody said uh, Blade Runner on PC was one of, my, one of my favorite games as a kid. Can't wait for this. Same, it was a Sierra game, and I played it on PC. Um, and it was, you know, that was 25 years ago or whatever. Um, yep. Loved it. It was 23. great. 23 years ago, okay. So Come on, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on this one, you know? Yeah, me too. Hopefully we get like a full trailer for this. Uh, I think we absolutely. Well, not only will we get a full trailer, we'll get like a release date trailer. We'll get You're right. A, yeah, we'll get forty <laughs> a gameplay trailer. You know, all, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, all right. Well, that is all I got, Nick. Me too. Yeah. So for the trailer blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm testing you with the Void Comp system. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I would kill the wasp. Happy trailers. Happy trailers. I don't play D&D, really. I have played it. But if I did play it, I would want to play... Armageddon.